0: What is going on everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Sweitz. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Amy Radowski and we've got one of our favorites on tonight. Justin Kotler, the lead dog of underdogs athletics. What's going on, man? Well, you know, you know. just uh, trying to
1: get back to normal after a lot of travel and just got back from Berlin and you know, I'm usually the one who crashes and gets sick, but I got back and now Ash is sick. So Ash and Ivy are both sick. So yeah, it's great.
0: It's a perfect time. <laughs> I, I heard that was her plan to fake that just so she can get some bed rest when you got back.
1: Yeah. I mean, I felt it, it listen, it was definitely, I know it was tough. This was, uh, Jackson is very ornery and he was sick pretty much the entire time I was in Berlin. So I know that she spent basically like, five days with him attached to her. So I know that was a challenge. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, but it feels nice to be back. And actually uh, I feel pretty good for, for, you know, um, post semis. I usually crash a little bit, but I actually feel pretty good. And uh, just took the last couple of days. Um, you know, I got home. I got, uh, man, I, when did I get home? Today's t- Yes, I got home Tuesday, but it's crazy because I left. Monday and then had an overnight in Amsterdam and then I, my, that was my layover. And then I left Amsterdam and it's a 10 hour flight. So like I left Amsterdam and then literally landed like an hour later on the clock, but (laughs) it was, (laughs) you know, but it was 10 hours later. (laughs) So yeah, it was funky. Um, but I got the whole day back. So I landed on Tuesday and then Tuesday I was, um, a bit of a, you know, it was obviously like a wash, um, but then since then, yesterday I felt pretty crappy and today I feel pretty good. Um, so I just wish
0: everyone was healthy here. But, you know, it happens. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. Um, I don't, you know, at some point I'm hoping we get big enough to do like a European trip. But the f- five-hour flight to L.A. Mm. in a of- was about all I could handle in yeah. my life. I don't blame you. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, flying's tough, man. You know, and travel and it's not just the flight, it's everything about it. You know, it's getting to the airport on time. It's waiting in lines. It's the whole night. So, I mean, especially cross countries, a, a full day. So, uh, and then obviously international is a whole different animal. Um, you know, just, uh, I don't sleep well on planes. So flying over there is brutal. It's just a, you know, cause it's an overnight flight and you wake up and you're not sure whether you should try to sleep or you just stay up. So I just end up staying up and, um, you know, so you, you end up, you end up pretty beat up for the entire trip, but, um, but it was cool. I mean, I love Berlin. It's one of my favorite cities. Um, and, and so I was, you know, really, I haven't been, uh, since 2018. Uh, and, uh, so it was really nice to go back and, um, you know, while I didn't get to see a ton of the city, uh i scooter everywhere when i'm there um so it's just really cool to to scooter around and you know just the feel of the city reminds me a lot of when i lived in new york and and you know there's just a lot of culture there and um you know so i i loved it it was great and and the people i was with you know were great um you know, obviously the, the athletes that I was coaching with, with Braun and Sarah, and then, you know, Sarah has her whole team essentially, and they're all such great people. I'm really close with Snorri and really now, you know, created a, a great friendship with her physio, uh, Nick Jordan, um, who's phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, her boyfriend was there, Luke, who's awesome. And it, it was just really cool. And, you know, and then uh, Lucille works with Snorri. So it was like a great A great group of of athletes. And then Bron is just so self-sufficient. It's hilarious. He, you know, I'd like to take a lot of credit for, for him, but the truth of the matter is, is he just kind of beats to his own drum, man. He, you know, he shows up when he wants to show up, he warms up for about 10 minutes and then he goes and I'm just there to, you know, show support and, i had a lot to do obviously with the preparatory process with with braun but you know when it comes to the competing it's uh you know he's he's thirty four years old he he kind of knows himself and he knows what he can do and so it was uh you know i would like i would i would say it was rel- he's he's a very easy athlete <laughs> in person uh very similar to ricky actually who uh you know they have they they kind of they like to do their own stuff their own warm ups and you know, I'm there to bounce ideas off of, but really they, they have a lot to do with, with their, you know, game day execution. So, so it was fun. Do you,
2: do you take care of your own fitness when you're out there traveling or do you fit take- <laughs> 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 what?
1: There's no
2: I, I, I came right back now.
1: and I, I feel, I feel the most unfit I felt in a very long time. It's essentially three weeks of nothing. Um, you know, and uh, just a lot of, of, of coffee intake and, and sleep deprivation. I mean, that's pretty much like two things that are, you know, and complete anti like health and fitness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I don't. And I'm taking it easy for a couple of days just to make sure I don't get sick. And then, mm-hmm. um, my goal is to, to get back into a really good routine and then, you know, completely screw it all up again when I go to the games. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's basically where I'm at for the next couple of months. But yeah, and I'm going to try to get back into a bit of a regimen. Um, but it's hard right now with, with Ash and Ivy sick. Um, Cause yeah. just that little bit kind of throws things off. And um, so it's, it's uh, you know, but, but hopefully in the next uh, week or so, I'm, I'm hoping by Monday I'll be able to kind of get back in the groove, get back to rock climbing, get back to the things that I like to do. So,
0: yeah. So we've already bounced around, which is cool. Um, But I want to talk about the growth of underdogs in the last couple years, because you actually had athletes, not only in Berlin, but also competing in Asia. And I wanted to understand like how that works for you now. I remember last year being with you when you had Ricky going in Australia, you were in Tennessee Mm. watching the feed. You were chugging coffee like a madman. Yeah. So how did that work in week three? And we'll, we'll go back to weeks two and one too, but yeah. you had Berlin and you had, where, where were they at in Asia?
1: Yeah. So, you know, what's amazing now is we've grown to the point where, you know, we, we qualified four individuals and well, four open, right. Individual, we have masters too, that have made it, but four individuals, um, from four different continents in the world. Right. Um, so that you know we, we North America, Europe, Australia, and Asia, and we have two teams, one from Asia and one from the United States last week specifically what what was what was great was that I was coaching in europe and i my athletes in Europe, and then we had two coaches of ours colette uh Casey uh who coaches Shahad Budeps, who made the games. Uh, and then Tommy Hackenbrook, who coached the um, Koleshnikov fly high team that won the Asia semifinals. So <clears throat> I was very fortunate that um, those coaches obviously were handling their athletes, um, be it from across the world, but were doing the best that they could as far as communication is concerned and helping out. Um, so I was there cheering on, but I I didn't have to, you know, feel obligated to stay up Um or try to figure out the, the time, you know, I was essentially just looking at the leaderboard and, and communicating with um, mostly with Colette over here. I mean, fly high. honestly, they, they kind of ran away with it. And we had the, I, we had the feeling that they would, they're pretty dominant over there. Um, but Shahad, I, I think, you know, was, was really a great, I got to plug it underdog story. Um, you know, coming back from fourth on the last day and qualifying and um you know she did an unbelievable job. It's really cool. She's been in Dubai training with Sarah. So we've had you know the last month or two of 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 Sarah and Shahad being able to train together, which was awesome. Um, and I think it was huge for Shahad's success. Uh, and Colette's an incredible coach. Uh, and and we're just here to offer as much support as we possibly can. But obviously, I'm very excited um, to have the representation of of underdogs athletes and underdogs coaches. Yes, Bruce. Pun intended. Absolutely. Um, and it is pretty amazing to think about, um, you know, in the short period of time that, that we've been around now, um, you know, how it's really become an international brand, uh, and, um, even being over in Europe, just, um, getting to meet people and take pictures with people and people coming up and, and talking about how they love what we're doing and, you know, that we're an inspiration and, and, uh, you know, it was, it's awesome. And, and, um, you know i'm i'm honestly very humbled and and honored to uh to be a part of it and and uh you know i think i think there's still you know so many more things we can do and 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 i feel like we can still continue to grow immensely and and um, offer opportunities you know to athletes and coaches uh and the community everywhere really so um so yeah but it it's been quite a quite a whirlwind um, you know, semifinals with all of our athletes, you know, this year having 20 plus athletes and and several teams competing all over the world and coaches, you know, um, you know, coaching all, all those athletes and teams in various places. So it's a lot of moving parts. Um, and for a brand, honestly, that, that is, um, you know, still pretty small, um, comparatively to some of these other juggernauts, you know what I mean? We're, nowhere near the resources of the mayhems and the and the hard work pays offs and the and the provens. But I think that's cool. I think that's part of who we are. You know, I think that's
2: totally agree. You know,
1: I mean we're we're I say we're we're really kind of, you know, the little engine that could still. Um and uh and while I think, you know, reputation wise and and obviously um you know I think visibility wise we 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 have a lot of, of visible athletes and, and, um, you know, we've done a lot of really cool things. Uh, you know, we're still trying to fight and claw for, for every, every, uh, ounce and and every, you know, foot and, and, you know, uh, everything that we can, can, can get in this, um, in this space. So it's hard and it's a grind, but, um, but we're doing the best we can.
2: But I, I think you're so right, because I, I feel like you're, you're a coach that's based on relationships first, like with building relationships. And I think if you, you know, become this huge, large thing, then you lose some of that authenticity and, and you know, would lose the underdog aspect of it.
1: Yeah, I think that's valid. Um, you know, I think there's a, ha- a happy medium, I think, sure. you know, because obviously, like, uh, we we want to obviously continue to grow and to, to continue to be able to provide more and more resources for our athletes and coaches. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I agree in one sense and in another, I just I feel like there's there's going to be a balance there because we, you know, we want to continue to be able to um, provide full-time opportunities for coaches. Exactly. We want to be able to obviously, you know, provide the best possible coaching and opportunities and resources for athletes in-house and abroad. So to do that, obviously you have to reach a certain level, um, you know, and that's, and that's what we're, we're hoping to do and, and, and fighting for. Um, so, you know, I think this year has gone a long way towards that, uh, and And will continue to um, to push the envelope and 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 obviously, you know try to continue to to push forward.
0: Your growth internationally has been probably your biggest growth this year, right? Yeah you, you've had yeah. you have a lot of Australian athletes. You're moving into Asia. you know, you now you got some europe and and so let's talk about week three real quick. Yeah, you know, been watching braun for a long time, right? the guy the guy can lift a truck. Lift the house um, is is the ultimate showman, in yeah. The film, right, yeah. What I found fascinating was he had the opportunity to be a showman on event four, declined it. Yeah, for the, for the bigger fight.
1: Yes, a hundred percent.
0: Working on in the offseason with him to get him there, or is, is he to the point where he's just reserved? that he needs to do whatever it takes uh, to get to, to, get his ticket to the game, which he did.
1: Yeah. He's a different athlete. Um, you know, prior to the season, Braun called me up and I think, I thought we had an incredibly candid conversation and I thought he was very honest about um, you know, his difficulties the last few years and, and, and admitted that programming for himself wasn't working. Um, you know, admitted that he needed a coach who was experienced and someone who, would, he, you know, who would hold him accountable. And he, I think, you know, we've had a relationship over the years because I, I coached a Polish athlete who was successful, you know, Bart Lipka back in the day and, and Braun and I met each other um, at the, at the European regional in, in 2018. Um, and he was, you know, obviously that was kind of his coming out party. Um, He missed the games by one spot. And then the next year made the games through the sanctionals, Um, you know, which I think obviously is a huge accomplishment. But I think everyone looks at 2019 with the 175 athletes that went and they kind of have the asterisk there. And I think he's felt that over the years and felt like, you know, um. While he made it to the games, he didn't make it past, you know, the second cut, which I think was 70 athletes. And so the experience for him wasn't quite what he had wanted. And uh the past few years, I think, you know, he was trying to balance um being a bit of a celebrity in, in Poland and and running a business there. And um, you know, he likes to compete. So he did a lot of local competitions. He goes to Dubai, he does this, he does that. But, you know, I mean, if we if we're gonna be you know, really honest about it. I, I think in a way um, people looked at Braun as a one trick pony, right? I mean, you know, they, they figured he was going to crush the strength events and then basically get crushed on everything else. Um, and so prior to the season starting, you said, listen, I, I want to, I'm 34. I want to give it one more shot to, to the big dance, you know, see what I can do. And, and then we'll decide next year if it goes well, maybe I stay you know, and, and continue to compete, or maybe I move up to 35 to 39 and and try to win the games, you know, at 35 to 39. Um, But, you know, my thought was this guy has incredible ability. You know, if you've watched Braun, he's not just strong. um, He's incredibly mobile. He's got unbelievably, you know, stable and strong shoulders. And he, and he's really, really good inverted, Um, you know, uh, he's not a bad upper body puller. So there were these things that I felt like we could work with, but at the, at the base of it all, um, was building his long endurance and building his engine. Um, and, and he bought in, you know, he's been running essentially for, for, you know, eight months now, three days a week, you know, and, uh, while you look at, at, at the, you look at semifinals and you look at the two running events and, you know, they don't, I don't scream off the page. One was 17th and one was 36th, but I think those are the two he's the most proud of, you know, because in the past those would have been a 52nd and a 55th, right? Like those two events would have crushed him. Um, So the fact that he can throw, you know, an upper uh, upper middle and then a middle, you know, finish uh, is massive in those two. And then look at the, look at the purely body weight, you know, the um, the complex, and number six, he did extremely well. You know, um, what people don't realize is that number six, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can answer that in a, in a little bit, Jamie. Um, I, you know, people don't know that uh, Braun got no rep on his first legless rope climb and still finished 14th on that workout. If he doesn't get no rep on the first, on the first one, he'll finish top five in that workout. He would have gone sub 1030. That's how good he was at that workout. Um, and nobody knows that because they didn't show it. And you look at the finish, and 1159 is still really good. Um, but on the way down, the rope was swinging. And he, when he got below, he went to put his second hand on and he missed it and he fell. And it was his own fault. Um, but then he proceeded to do two more and then the handstand pushups and two. So he did five Legos rope climbs and still finished at 1159. He would have gone 10 and a half minutes and would have come in fourth or fifth on that workout and would have easily made it in. And I think everyone would have bugged out about the fact that this big guy just finished top five on that workout. Um, you know, but that's, that's just the work he's put in, you know, and I, I, I actually think, um, you know, at the games that he has the opportunity to do pretty well because he has some home runs. He is pretty sp- skilled for a big guy. He's going to handle the strongman stuff pretty well. I still don't think that he'll be great at the running events, but he'll be better than he has been in the past. Um, so, you know, obviously, I mean, I think our goal at the games is to make the is to make the cut and and do the best that we can. Uh, you know, I don't think he has any illusions or delusions that he's going to finish, you know, on the podium or, or probably even in the top 10, but I certainly think that, that we know that he can go there and prove that he belongs, Um, you know, and, and I'm extremely proud of the work that he's put in. And it was really great to see how happy he was afterwards. I mean, he, he was incredibly grateful, um, you know, of, of what we've done together and, and uh, you know, we, we hung out the day after for a little while and he was just, you know, beaming from ear to ear about how, su- you know, how sweet it tastes to, to, you know, that, to, to feel this type of success, uh, cause he wasn't sure that he'd ever make it again. So, um, you
0: know, it's a really great story and I'm very happy for him. So do you want to go ahead and answer Jamie's question? Uh, the ideal client requisite base strength, you know,
1: uh, uh Jamie, that doesn't hurt. Um, you know, I, I think that that's, I think that that's great, but I'll be honest with you. If I, if I could create somebody from scratch, um, it would be, uh, someone who already has a built in championship engine. Um, I think that that's the most important thing. Engines win championships. And I think you see people who, um, I, I think it's easier over the long um, to build, uh, the, to build strength, um, I think it's very hard um, to build a championship engine over, you know, like you look at some of the athletes in the past, we've never had a CrossFit games champion who didn't have, um, you know, a championship engine, Uh, you know, obviously speaking, particularly of Sam Briggs, who was never one of the strongest athletes, but still won the CrossFit games. Um, So, Uh, I would take that over anything uh, and then I would try to build off of that. Uh, But, you know, strength to me um, is a bonus and obviously it's great. uh, But, but I think, you know, we've seen in the past that, um, you know, you can, you can be a champion and, and um, that engines are the things that really win championships. That's,
0: that's the, uh, that's the big thing to me. You just made Jamie one of the happiest people. the world (laughs) she's the fittest 39 year old in the world moving up 40 to 44 year old division uh, and she has a championship engine she is working on strength so uh that is uh gonna be music to her ears there you go nice um also uh bruce had a question yeah uh do you think that it helped braun that they were on their running was on runners uh so
1: I had him, I had him practicing on runners all season. So I think he felt very comfortable with the runner. He's a bigger athlete helps him pull the belt, which I think is good. So I, I certainly don't think it hurt, uh, you know, now until the games will obviously be running all outside. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I,
0: certainly think it was a bit of an
1: advantage for a bigger athlete.
0: So I want to hit the big stories and then we'll, we'll hit some other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is, Sarah, right? yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up your Instagram post, yeah, uh, that you made. I think it was either this yesterday morning or yesterday. Yeah, um, here we go. Um, you announced here that you had the honor and pleasure of coaching a true legend this past weekend. Sarah and I've been friends for a while, but have only just begun our coach athlete journey together. And while we didn't accomplish our ultimate goal at semis, I believe the bond and trust that is forming will result in some magic before long. And it goes to talk about some other things about how people will be amazed at her comeback. So I want you just to, I want to give you the floor about how this kind of came about and uh, what you're looking forward to most coaching Sarah over the next.
1: Yeah. Um, You know, we've been friends for a long time. Um, You know uh, we were, she was very friendly with Carrie. um, And uh, so we, we, became pretty good friends just seeing each other at competitions over the years uh, when I was coaching Carrie but we really bonded in 21 at Dubai uh Ricky's comeback event um and Sarah's comeback event after her um you know that was the first event she did after ACL yeah uh and and uh you know that was kind of the first event we hung out at, and and Snorri and I got really really close, and have become you know incredibly close since then. Uh, but but over the years, uh, just very close, and you know have always um, we bonded about music and things like that. She's into you know big big into music and uh, just a really. Just a really genuine person. I talk about it a little bit on the in the post about you know how authentic she is. I think that there are a lot of people in this sport and a lot of athletes that people see on camera um, who who you know aren't necessarily the same off camera. Um, and uh, and and Sarah is exactly what what you see on camera. She is she is that genuine. She is is that. Um, I think that that generous and that giving, uh, you know, I saw things this past weekend that I had never seen before. I, I, you know, I, I she's a she's an icon in the sport. She's very different. Um, you know, I've never seen fans who come up, you know, bawling their eyes out to meet somebody, kind of like the Michael Jackson effect, mm-hmm. almost. Like I hadn't never seen that before. You know, I've coached Ricky. I've coached. I've coached other athletes who have obviously been very popular, but I, I don't think anyone that, that quite, um, you know, moves the needle like that. I mean, she's, she's truly one of the, the icons of the sport in the, in the history of the sport, uh, and she makes every single person feel like they're the most important person in the world. You know, she doesn't turn anyone down. Snorri literally has to run her out of there for her to turn any you know to turn anything down. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of things, and I don't I don't necessarily think it's my story to tell um, what's been going on with Sarah for the past mm-hmm. two years. You know, she's had to deal with a lot of adversity, uh, a lot of things that people don't know about. Um, you know, I think the, I think the fact that she was in the, even able to compete at the semifinals was pretty miraculous, um, to be perfectly honest with some of the things that she's been dealing with physically. Um, but I think we we finally have an understanding of what some of those things are. And and, and I think that she'll be able to um, get that under control in the next, I'm sorry to be so vague, but again, I just don't think it's, it's my, sure. um, I don't think it's my story or, or, the, you know, that I necessarily have the right to divulge a lot of that information. Um, and she will never use that stuff as, as an excuse, you know, which is what I, again, another thing I find amazing about her. Um, but I think once that once we're able to get her to hundred percent and once we're able to, um, attack, uh, her training again, and really get her confident. Um, And now I think she has a team around her that fully believes in her and fully believes that she can get back to the Sarah that we know and and got used to for a long period of time. Um, You know, I don't have any doubt that she's going to be incredibly successful. I I feel pretty confident that we're going to see her back um, to an elite status. Uh, it, It could be as soon as next year, honestly. Um, I just think a lot of it depends on, you know, how she's feeling physically. Um, but I will say that, um, it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Um, you know, uh, she and I bonded very quickly. Uh, and I, and I think that, uh, I think that we'll continue to form that trust and bond. I think where she's at in her career, um, I just think that it's a good, it's a good partnership. Um, you know, uh, for, for where I'm at in my career, where she's at in her career, I I think, I think we have a really good understanding of each other. Um, and, uh, and, and I, I feel like I have a good understanding of what she needs from a coach. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and also I'm excited to, to really dive into a lot of the X's and O's, you know, it was the first time that I got a chance to really study, her movements and her movement patterns and things like that. And I, you know, for someone who's as good as she is, I feel like there's a lot of things that we can improve, which is amazing at at this point in her career, you know, to talk about someone who's been a two time podium finisher and, you know, who's, who's been obviously, you know, at the top, almost, I mean, at the top of the sport, you know, obviously won multiple big competitions over the years. Um, But I think, you know, I think she feels confident that, 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 you know, she can get back in the mix and I, and I believe in her and, and it's going to be exciting to me, uh, you know, to, to be able to, um, you know, to be able to, to, to get her here for a little while and, and to be able to work with her and, and really, you know, take an entire season to build her back and, and, and build back, you know, her, her confidence physically and, and emotionally. I, I think um, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be awesome.
2: Well, I know behind the scenes here, we've talked about how we wish that she would would work with you. So that was just an awesome moment when we finally figured that out. And then I I can attest to her generosity with with people. Um, A couple of years ago when the Rogue Invitational was actually here based in Columbus, she dropped into our gym after the competition. And, you know, everybody there, you know, gave her like unsolicited, you know, surprised. Everybody gave her her space to do her workout. And then afterwards she came over and was so generous with her time and wasn't rushing people, but, you know, would take pictures, would talk to the kids. And it was just, I mean, she really is a very genuinely wonderful person.
1: Yeah, she is. She's awesome, man. Really, it's (laughs) it's hard for people to understand um, unless they're you know, unless they meet her, unless they're around her. Um, But what an ambassador for the sport, you know? Uh, And it kind of irritates me to see some of the things that people are saying or criticizing or this or that. And when when to me, it's like, you know, what she's done and what she's meant to the sport, you should just say thank you. And you should just be excited that she's still out there competing (laughs) because it just brings more eyes and attention onto the sport. And she's really everything that's good about the sport of CrossFit. Um, you know, and, and so it's just frustrating to me that see, that's,
0: you know, and I see people, you know, that, that try to knock her down. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I've said, I've said so many times on this show that she is one of the kindest people I've ever met. Yeah. I started my CrossFit life, um, as a volunteer. Mm -hmm. Um, she, when I work security, she would share her gummy bears with the security (laughs) staff. Yeah, she's awesome. Like she just, she's just that giving of a person. Yeah. I think what's crazy is when people are that good, like it's almost like too good to be true for some people. Yeah. And like, and Jamie makes a good point. She's like the female Noah. Like, like no. everybody thinks Noah is fake because he's so nice. Right. But when you see him in action, like behind the scenes without the cameras, he's the same back there as he is out on the floor. And Sarah's the exact same way.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's actually a really good comparison because I, you know, Noah is about as genuine as it gets, and I love that kid. Um, and and Sarah's the same way. Uh, so, yeah, you know, two two great ambassadors for the sport, and I'm very, you know, again, extremely honored to be working with her. And uh, you know, I I think um, I think I think she has still an extremely bright future. I think there's a lot of things that we're going to be able to do together, and I expect uh, for you guys to see her. Um, you know, uh, uh,
0: kind of, kind of back to the Sarah that we know very soon. So the other big story, we're going to go to the West. Um, your girl, yeah. you've been yeah. working with her now for a couple years mm-hmm. wins the West. Yeah. Oh. Um, in fairly dominant fashion, she had one bad event yeah. that pretty dominant. Um, and she was in the chat briefly. I don't know if she's still there, but it's Alex Kazan.
1: Yeah. yeah, I I mean, it's hard for me to describe how much I love Alex and how much I care about her as a human. I just think she is, you know, yeah, it's as good as it gets, right? I mean, like I would say, it's really nice when good things happen to good people. Um, and I think she's an example of, um, you know, of what you can be as an athlete in this sport um, as far as someone who is, is um, kind and, and, and genuine and, and uh, you know um, you know, there there's, there's really, so you know, sometimes she's almost too nice in a way <laughs> um, you know, but I, I think we're, we're working on that where, where we, you know, being able to, be really nice and genuine and giving off the, off the competition floor, but then on the competition floor, it's okay to want to, you know, stomp on people's throats. (laughs) Like you kind of like, that's okay, you know, and not to feel bad about that. Um, And I think we saw that a little bit this past weekend or two weekends ago. Uh, You know, the snatch was an aberration to be honest with you. She doesn't love the snatch, but you know, in practice, I mean, she, she had hit, you know, 180 plus multiple times and I just think she had didn't have a great warm-up and she kind of let it get in her head a little bit but yeah you're right I mean if she had seen a a you know moderate snatch for her which would have been 180 185 she would have won by 60 70 points um, which in that field would have been extremely dominant Um, and uh, I think I saw compared to the rest of the world um, she was right right around 10th or 11th Um, you know uh, which again with with that snatch which dropped her immensely Um, but you look at the other the other events and she was obviously competitive with with you know the best in the world around the world Um, I don't think she realizes how good she is uh, and I think she's starting to realize it uh, but I mean. Guys, I, and there are very few people in the world that you meet who you think can win the CrossFit Games at some point in their career. Um, and I'll be honest with you, when I met her two years ago, I didn't, I didn't get that initially. Thought she, you know, was a, a someone who was talented. Um, but what she's done in the last two years, the strides that she's made, uh, her dedication, and 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 uh, you know the way that she's bought into things, and um, you know. I I I believe it. I believe it with every every ounce of my being. Now that she is someone who can win the games at some point, um, I think the toughest thing for her, for her will 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 just be like actually believing that. Um, but I mean, you know, the 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 proof is really in the pudding in the sense of like her. Performances this year, fifth in the open, ninth in quarterfinals in the world, and then winning nor- the Northwest. You know, and, and, uh, you know, uh, th- these are all the things that you start to see from someone who, who now becomes, you know, a, a perennial, you know, top 10, top 12 athlete. Um, and she's 21. I mean, you know, everybody talks about all the young athletes and they kind of forget that Alex yeah. is only 21. Um, but I think she's got a really good balance, um, you know, which, which we've seen obviously is extremely important. Um, you know, with some of the other athletes that we've seen this year, unfortunately, uh, with some of the battles that people have had, you know, um, you know, she has a very supportive husband. Um, she, I think, I think, I think I'm tough as a coach, but I think I'm also very understanding and compassionate, um, about, needing time off and, and, um, you know, almost forcing people to take time off at times when they don't want to, uh, because I know how important that is. And when I say I'm tough, I just mean that I'm honest. Like, you know, I don't blow smoke up people's ass if I don't think they're doing the best that they can do. Um, and obviously you've got to treat people different, different, you know, you're not, you have to be a bit of a chameleon as a coach. You can't, show tough love if, if that's going to break someone or, you know, this and that, but, but she's someone who seems to be able to handle it pretty well. Uh, And I, and I can, I can be very honest with her. Um, Also, you know, letting her know when she's doing well. Um, But I think she knows how much I believe in her and how much I care about her. And, and uh, I'm hard on her because I just, I just know how good she can be. Um, And um, yeah, it's very exciting. Honestly, it's extremely exciting to see her progress and see where she's she's come from and where she is and where I still think she can go. I'll be honest with you. I don't think she's close to reaching that plateau. Because I think, you know, in your CrossFit career, you have this trajectory that kind of does this, 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 and then it kind of levels off. And then it's really hard to get a lot mm-hmm. better. Um, I still think she's on this. Like I still think we're... You know, I look at at some of the things that I, over the next year or two, we're still going to be able to improve with her long endurance, with her, you know, she was down at Power Monkey Camp and and um, some of her testing numbers are, you know, I mean, they're just some of the best you'll ever see in the sport. I mean, they're shockingly good. And those are things that you can't teach. Those are things she just has. Um, it, it, and now I think it's just a matter of, of honing in on those things um and then improving some of the you know still some of the weaknesses i would say you know i mean she snatches 182 192 that's her max but i would say that's still probably a weakness compared to all the amazing you know other numbers that she puts up um but she's incredibly good at hard things um which is very hard to teach she's probably the best upper body puller in the sport body weight uh you know she's she's as good at muscle ups as anyone and she's probably the best in the world at legless rope climbs she's incredibly good uh inverted especially at like strict deficit handstand push-ups like like really deep parallel handstand push-ups you know wall facing deficit things that are incredibly hard um which which is you know which, which is huge because those things end up being home runs And with the scoring nowadays at semifinals in the games, if you have home runs, you can do really, really special things. Um, So, yeah, I know I'm like gushing over her at the moment, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm just blessed to, to coach her. And, you know, really, um, it's just so proud. Like it's hard for me to describe how proud I am of, of the strides that she's made.
0: So, you know, I've watched a lot of CrossFit over the last several years. Last year at semifinals, smaller field, back against the wall, needs a win to, to get into the games. And it's her home run, right? Yeah. And she hit the gas, and there was no way anybody was going to beat her in that event. No chance. To me, the turn for her this year is in that muscle-up, box jump, pistol workout. She didn't have to win. Nope. But she went head to head with Ariel. Yeah. Yeah. And gas down. It was it was hers. And she wasn't gonna let anybody take it from her. Yeah. That's that would that's the advancement in Alex that I see, minus the X's and O's, like the attitude that she has that killer instinct when she wants to have it now. And it is it is impressive.
1: Yeah, that's a great, that, that is, that was a great moment. And, and I used that moment exactly like you said, um, as, as kind of a teaching moment of like, look what you just did. You know, um, you chase down one of the best in the world who also happens to be someone who's your very close friend. Um, right. you know, which is not easy for Alex because in a lot of ways, you know, I mean, Ariel is a wonderful person and, and, you know, it's hard sometimes to, it's hard sometimes to beat your friends, you know, like, like it's hard sometimes when you look up to these athletes, right. You look up for her, you know, at the Northwest specifically, Bethany was there and Ariel was there and Danny Spiegel and Emily Rolfe. And these are all girls she gets along with really well and all girls that she looks up to. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes there's a little bit of like a mental block there of beating these athletes because you respect them so much. And, and also like, you know, you feel like, ah, if I come in fourth to them, it's okay. You know, they're, they're, they're really, really good, you know, and, and, and they've had incredible careers and this and that. Um, it's my job to, to, to help her see that, like, listen, you know, um, it's okay to win. (laughs) Like you can win and it's okay to win. Um, and that head-to-head battle was huge for her confidence, without question. Um, you know, she chased Ariel down on that last round, and uh, you know, and and won, and it was huge. It was huge for her confidence. And then to follow that up and come back and smash Linda the way that she did, you know, I think was really big. And and then obviously the last day, you know, she had, she had to. I think you know, as much as I would have liked for her to to to, to snatch better and 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 for her to be, you know clear of, of those women and, and kind of have a, a comfortable lead going to the final day. Cause we knew the final day was very good for her. Um, theoretically, I mean, she still had to execute, uh, but, but having that really sour taste in your mouth uh, and, and having to fight through adversity, you know, you fall out of the top spot um, and now you've got to come back the next day. People are like, Oh, well, we wonder what Alex is going to do. She's bombed the snatch, blah, blah, blah. And then you come out and you win, work out six and then take a a third and work out seven and, and, you know, to win the the competition. Uh, I thought that that was probably more important for her maturation process than it was to, to win by 60 points, to be honest. Uh, Because I think the winning by 60 points is coming. Um, I I, I think it's coming. I think we're going to get to the point in her career where she can walk into a competition and no matter what the programming is, she's going to be able to win by by 50 points, 60 points. I just think she's going to be that good. We're not quite there yet. And so to be able to see her bounce back from adversity, uh, it was, I think it was phenomenal for her, for her psyche. And I think it was, it was great for her maturation process.
0: So this is going to be a weird question. Um, We talked to Allie Scuds. Hmm. I think it was Sunday morning. And she was a bit emotional. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And Allie is one of the classiest people this sport has ever seen. The ultimate, ultimate professional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have Alex Mm killing the coach. You have Allie emotional because the weekend didn't go the way she thought. Yeah. How do you, as a coach, take care of both of your athletes? During that weekend. I think it's one of the
1: most challenging aspects of what we do. Um, I think when you're, when you're a coach at, at this level, and when you reach the level of being able to coach multiple athletes and, and, and obviously like multiple visible athletes, um, I think it's one of the harder things to do is, is balance that. You know, obviously you want everyone to do well, but gen- most of the time it it doesn't work out that way. Most of the time there's a bit of adversity there. Uh and I and I think one thing I think is great is the two of them get along incredibly well. They they train together often. I think they have a lot of love for each other. Uh and I think while Allie was very disappointed about how the weekend went, I think she was also extremely happy for Alex, which I think was, you know, I, I, you know, I just think again, that just, that just isn't you
0: know, and a, her kind of f- qualified for the game yeah, and
1: Roth, obviously the team making the games, you know, and I, and I think she was obviously very excited about that. Um, you know, it just speaks to who she is as a person. Um, you know, for me, it was very tough, uh, you know, because you're trying to, you're obviously trying to, uh, do the best that you can to console and, and also to, you know, um, to continue to, to, to try to support, um, you know, the athlete that, that maybe isn't having the best weekend. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you have to be able to, um, give the support and and the joy to, to the athlete that is doing well. Um, you know, so, uh, it, it was tough, but I, but I think, I think a lot of it just has to do with how solid we are as a, as a brand right now and as a community. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I, I never felt like I needed to hide the way that I was feeling for Alex, um, you know, from Allie. And, and um, you know, I was very happy for Allie. She had a really good last day. Um, you know, the last two events were excellent, uh, specifically the final. And I was very proud of her, the way that she battled. Um, you know, so, so yeah, it was tough. And I think that's one of the tougher things that we do, you know? Um, but, but at the same time, like, you know, I'm, I'm honored that I'm in that position, you know, to, to have athletes, multiple athletes competing at this level, you know, is something obviously as, as a coach, you, you strive to achieve. And I'm lucky to be in that position right now and fortunate to be in that position. And Um, and, uh, you know, but, but yeah, for sure. It's not, it's not easy, man. Like it's definitely a a tough balance.
0: Well, as you know, Amy's favorite place in the world is Australia. So we would be remiss to not talk about Bailey. Yeah. His qualification for the games. So how did that relationship start? I know that you taking on Ricky has helped your growth in Australia. Yes. Um, And so how did you meet Bailey and did you know that he was going to be top three in Australia?
1: Yeah. So, so honestly, we've been really lucky. Um, you know, we, we, uh, we have several, um, of the, uh, Oceania athletes who, who have uh, followed our elite plus template, Mm. um, and Bailey's one of those. And then, you know, we, we just offer those athletes like a lot more support than, than I would say most others will get on a call weekly with them and talk about what's going well, what's not, if they need specific help on certain things. And we were that way with, with Bailey We were that way with uh, with uh, Zane Healy, with Gracie Walton. Um, you know, we had uh, several athletes that, that were competing in, you know, under the underdogs um, brand, but, um, who, who don't have quote unquote individual coaches. Um, you know, I would say Bailey is somebody who, um, you know, we, we recognized, um, obviously had a phenomenal Torian last year, um, and then came on board the template this past season. And and Kiefer and I have spoken to him many times, I actually have a call with him in a few hours, um, you know, to, to talk about, um, games, training, etc. Uh, but yeah, I think we knew, um, you know, especially with uh, with Oceania being pretty wide open, um, Jay being the only athlete uh, from last season who was going individual um, and would be competing individual, that that those other two spots were were open, uh, and he's incredibly talented. Um, so yeah, we were really excited about the prospects of, of Bailey being able to qualify and, and he was great. You know, um, he, he executed beautifully. I think he won two events, uh, and, and did it, did really, really well on the others. Um, you know, he's a phenomenal weightlifter, really, really great, um, at, uh, upper body pulling. So that muscle up complex and and the workout with the legless rope climbs were phenomenal. Uh, you know, one of the, one of the bugaboos in the past for him has been handstand pushups, but he handled those wall facing, uh, handstand pushups beautifully, did really well on the pirouettes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm excited. He's a young, he's a young gun and and we're really excited. Um, you know, uh, that he's, that he's, you know, part of the underdogs athlete family. Um, but again, you know, listen, I mean, if we're being honest, like Oceania was tough, you know, uh, one of the athletes that I coach, uh, was in a qualifying position until the final day, Caitlin Manziel. Um, you know, and, uh, she's somebody who, who I've gotten incredibly close to this year. Um, you know, and, and who's really close with, uh, my wife and family and, and et cetera. So, um, you know, I was a, a bit heartbroken, uh, for her because she was so close and, um, a little bit of controversy there. She had a incredibly tough no rep on a on a legless rope climb that that i think probably cost her uh her spot to the games and um so that was hard to deal with but you know obviously you know to come in fourth you got to be pretty damn good uh and uh you know and and she's an incredible athlete and i know that that she's very motivated for next year Uh, so you know hopefully we'll be able to uh to get her over the hump uh but yeah, Bailey's Bailey's a great kid, really funny, really personable, great personality, extremely coachable. Uh, very very excited, and I'm hoping to get him over here for a period of time to be able to train here uh, in Vegas, part of the games. I'm gonna talk to him today about that, um, so I'm hoping he'll get that opportunity, maybe come and, and train with Alex a bit, um, you know. But uh, but yeah, very excited about that.
0: So one of the one of the favorite people I met along, you know, I interviewed almost everybody from the West uh, semifinal this year was Carson Wolf. Yeah. Um, what a fun person uh, she is! Super uh, young. Um, I just wanted to get your impressions because she just left an impression on me in the interview. Um, of what you think her future is in this sport at this point.
1: I, I I adore Carson. I think she's great. You know, I, I know. Uh, you know, Kiefer is her is her coach. You know, directly, and and Kiefer has a really um, soft spot in his heart for her. I know that for sure. Uh, you know, we're incredibly excited that she moved to Vegas and that she's here um, in house. Uh, she's only twenty. Um, she has an unbelievable future in front of her. Uh, she she comes to us you know, super high level gymnastics, um, really strong weightlifter. Um, you know, just somebody who doesn't quite have the engine yet to be able to compete, you know, for, for a spot or game spot. Um, but someone who I think over the next year or two, um, will, will develop that. She works incredibly hard. Um, you know, and she's just a great kid, you know, um, and we're lucky, you know, really lucky uh, to to you know to have the the in house crew that we have with you know uh, the people that we have. And you know, I I think just like anything, it 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 kind of takes a little while to to figure out your culture and figure out exactly what works and what doesn't work. And you know, I feel like we're in a spot now where we have a really good understanding of of the athletes that that you know that we want and the athletes who uh, gravitate towards us and, and um, you know, it's working extremely well, but Carson is a huge part of that. She'll be a huge part of our future, I think. And um, you know, I was, it, it, honestly, think she was ahead of schedule this year. I, you know, I, I don't know the expectation wasn't necessarily that she was going to make semifinals. I think the goal this year was top hundred um, you know, so the fact that she was able to, I think, finish 40th in, in quarterfinals, you know, it was fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, she has obviously a lot to improve on, but, um, but, but I have no doubt that she will. She, like I said, incredibly
0: hard worker and just a, a wonderful person. So my last question for you is probably a little bit of a soapbox. Uh, and that is when I was coming home from Orlando, I had an hour drive to the airport and I was DMing with your wife. Mm. We were solving all the CrossFit problems. <laughs> There are a lot of them. So that that must have been a long conversation. And one of the biggest, what started the conversation was she had questions for me about media access. Yeah. So some training camps were deemed a media outlet. Mm. Some training camps were not. Underdogs and TTT were left out of the fold. Yeah. Did you ever get an explanation from CrossFit that made sense as to why your two camps were not deemed a media outlet, but others were?
1: No. Um, they sent us a an email that basically explained that, that none of the camps were going to get um, media access, and then they obviously went back on that. Um, you know, I, I just think i think unfortunately right now that the playing field is not um equal (laughs) um and that listen it is what it is um you know i think you're gonna have you know some of the some of the camps that have more resources and um you know uh they, they they might get special treatment or um you know, might be able to finagle their way in, in, in some ways. I'm not sure exactly what happened or how that happened. I just know that we asked repeatedly and we were turned down every time. Um, you know, it's something that obviously um, I tried to be professional about um, and, and didn't, you know, raise a stink about. Um, but I think in the future, uh, you know, I'll probably be a little bit more vocal Um, and I have relationships with obviously, uh, some of the powers that be in the sport, um, who, who I probably could have reached out to them and like, what the fuck, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and they probably would have been like, okay, here. Um, but I shouldn't get to that, you know? Um, so (laughs) I think we just need to have some transparency on how those decisions are made and why they're made. Um, and what, what exactly you're trying to do, um, you know, th- this leads to a whole different, you know, a much bigger conversation, uh, which is, you know, the whole direction of the sport and, you know, what we're what we're trying to do um, as a sport. You know, professionalizing the sport, how we move towards that. Um, I think that there's a lot of uh, a lot of room for improvement in those areas. I mean, I think there were some things that were done well, but I think in general, um, you know, you, you could. You can look at, at, at a lot of what happened during semifinals um, and and probably, you know, make a list of, of dozens of, of things that, that probably need to be updated and changed and improved. Uh, and that's fine. I mean, you know, I, I think this – I think if, if we want to get to where we want to get to as a sport, we need to take it head on. Um, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of things kind of behind the scenes and a lot of meetings that I'm a part of now of – you know, with the PFAA and and various other coaching organizations, et cetera, that, um, you know, we're, we're trying to, um, do some things, you know, for the betterment of the sport and, and to, and to, you know, better professionalize the sport. Um, and, uh, and I'm hoping that some of those things come to fruition. I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on the athletes. I think the athletes are going to have to, uh, band together. And, and, you know, if we really want to see some, some changes, um, I think that's going to have to happen because ultimately they're the ones who have the power, Um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see what happens between now and the games. Uh, I'm curious to see after the games, Um, you know, uh, obviously there's some controversy now with some of the things that came out of of semifinals with you know some of the uh, cal- calibration of, of, of machines and
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know the inconsistencies of some of the sleds and the inconsistencies of some of the judging standards and some of the decisions that were made and um, I just think we've we've got to have um, better conversation and communication about these things uh, moving forward uh, for us to, to to continue to make this thing more and more professional. Um, and provide more and more opportunities, you know, for athletes, which is ultimately the, you know, thing I think we all want um, yeah. is is for these athletes to be athletes and make money and, and not struggle and you know all that all that kind of all that good stuff.
0: It's it's like I told Justin Berg and Adrian Bosman in the press conference. We as a media company have just as much a vested interest in the success of this sport as you, right? Mm. So we shouldn't be looked at as a third party entity or enemy. So CrossFit needs to decide: Do you want to be the little club that you always were, or do you want to grow the sport and open it up so that it can grow? Um,
1: yeah, we're all working together. To be honest, mm-hmm. like we, there it has to be a symbiotic relationship. Um, I just don't think that we're we're big enough, or powerful enough, um, you know, to, to to create you know animosity between groups, or you know, I I just you know at the end of the day we all will benefit uh as a as a whole if the if the sport continues to move forward if the store if the sport looks good if it's spectator friendly if it's entertaining if it's fair um you know if all these things uh you know yeah transparency it would be nice absolutely um and i i just i just feel like you know Um, I I will say this, you know, I'm very, I had a a conversation with Justin, you know, a a little bit of a meeting at um, North America West. And um, I do appreciate um, him coming and finding me and sitting down and asking my opinion on things that that is something that the the previous regime that was out of the question. Like, there was no, there was absolutely no communication. And and it was almost like a, a culture of fear in a sense. Like if you said anything, you were excommunicated and that's not the case now. Um, but, uh, but I still think that, that there's so many things that we can do better and so many things that, that we can do to, to, uh, you know, create a better product, uh, and a better sport. And, and, um, you know, I think a lot of it we have to remember is, is enter- it's supposed to be entertainment. Right. And, and we, and, and for us, like, I mean sports is entertainment and I would like to see it continue to be that way you know if we want to get more and more spectators I think we need to remember that with some of the programming we need to remember that with some of the implementation of uh, of of equipment you know um you know there's certain things that you look at from from semis and you, 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 shake your head like that sled, you know, was folding over and falling over and this, and it didn't become a test of fitness. It was a test of whose sled didn't fall apart, which is really a challenging, um, mm. to, 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 uh, you know, it, 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 it's hard to accept in some cases. Um, and you hear about, you know, the, the, the way that they calibrate machines and, 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 you know, it's just, I just think we can do some things a lot better. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, man, I'm I'm still, I still love being a part of it. And I love being a part of the community. And, you know, I just, I just think we can all be used as resources to help,
0: you know, to help this thing move forward for sure. As always, Justin, we thank you for your time. My pleasure. I've got to have you back because always. we've got to talk about some of the bigger issues. I wanted you to highlight your athletes today. Yeah. Uh, in the off season, we'll talk about how to fix the sport. Yes, um, I would love that. And uh, and go into a little more in depth with that. But as always, it's a treat having you on, Amy. Do you have anything?
2: I just want to know if Ashley's going to get to come to the games this year, or if Ivy's going to be in school.
1: So unfortunately, Ash will not be there. Um, She's going to visit family and then Ivy has school. Um, But yeah, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I feel like this is the last season that I want to go to some of these places without Ash. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I, it was more challenging this year, I think than, than it has been in the past for me and for her. Um, you know, obviously it's just, uh, and not being able to share these things with her in the moment, you know, it kind of you know, honestly, it it's, uh, it's obviously great, but it it it, I just feel like it takes a little bit of a, of it away, mm-hmm. you know, um, because she's such a huge part of underdogs. And everything she does is kind of, you know, I'm the one who's out in the front and gets all the accolades when, when at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is she's as important, um, or more important than, than I am to this. And so I, I just would love for her to, to be able to experience some of it. And, you know, so, um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of, um, I'm going to try to find a way to be adamant about her being able to experience some of these things with me. And then in the next, in the coming years, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be important. Um, you just got to find a find find some, uh, family or, or somebody to come and watch the kids. for a few days. Good <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, I, but I really, yeah, I feel like this after this season, I think, um, you know, I think next year I've already told her like I'm not going back to Europe without her. So she, we're going to have to figure that out for next yeah. year. Yeah,
0: well, and to be honest, there's nothing more fun than watching Ashley cheer at these events.
1: Yeah, people think I'm entertaining to watch on the sideline. She's oh, yeah. she's more entertaining. Pale comparison. Oh yeah, I mean especially because she has like the best voice. You know, like you can hear her from all over the stadium. I lose my voice in ten minutes. So like, you can't hear me anymore because I, I, my voice is gone. You just see me running around like a cuckoo, but, but she, you can actually hear. And it's pretty awesome.
2: We'll send her yeah. and Ivy our well wishes and, I will. and thank you for joining us again.
1: Uh, it's always a pleasure guys. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love doing it. So anytime you want to have me, I, I, I will jump to it.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Justin and to everybody in chat. Thank you for participating. There was a lot of good questions that came in, but we just ran out of time. But I want, to, I want to bring those back when we have you back. for Perfect. Uh, with that, we'll talk to everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. <laughs> C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. That's c4energy.com and now back to the interview.